Here we are, hitting up events, drinking our way through Chicago beer, and trying not to miss a thing. Yeah, because, you know, got a cork pop out, boom, it flies like fucking 10 feet. We're like, yeah, let's do it. You know, all you have to do is add some fruit, stir it up, and ride that milkshake wave. Whenever I see him, I gotta take a photo with the most decorated brewer in Chicago, Jonathan Cutler. It'll be like the stuff you hear. You ever go to every time you go to Floyd's, all the music sounds like this. Raw, raw, raw. Sometimes you want a small beer, but really, you want a big beer. You gotta take in all those big aromatic hops. Hey, what are you doing this weekend? Waiting in line for a bottle release? You should have never been a fad. The black IPA is delicious. Hey, and welcome to Chicago Beer Pass, as Nick looks through uh, the viewfinder, but I'm Brad Chmielewski. What's up, Brad? I'm Nick White. And we're getting our punk rock on today. Uh, yeah, man. Fucking Snaggle Juice. This is a West Coast collab. This is the most punk hazy you can have in Chicago. Uh, 6.66 ABV, man. This is Solomoth and Alarmus. Right. This is damn good. This is the best beer I've had all year. Yeah, so I want to say, uh, I want to say, uh, <laughs> Snaggle Tooth Bandana is that uh, the mm-hmm. and, uh, Solomoth one, and then we all know the juice. Right. Um, I even got the glassware going. And this is brewed at Alarmus. Right. So we don't know if there's a collaboration, but going the other way now, that's like a juice bandana or something, or la bana- bandana or something. Because they're um they're collab with Old Irving. It was, well, they did them at each location. Yeah. yeah. So, I don't know if those are the same year or not. Yeah. So there might be, could be on the lookout, but this is over at Alarmist right now. Uh, I stopped in there right before New Year's and picked these up and another four pack of an IPA they have, which was tasty, but this is, this is better. This is delicious. Yeah. Uh, I think I often go into Alarmist just to get beer these days, maybe mm-hmm. one pint, but I'm usually like... Grabbing whatever's new. There's usually something new every couple of weeks, and just you know, heading out, taking four packs to friends, or drinking them out here on the show. And uh, it's always nice to see what they're rolling with. Yeah, I think last time I was at um, uh, Still Life, I think I saw these cans in there to go as well. Oh, they got it. Oh, so they're selling them out of there too. I wonder if yeah. they had to. Well, yeah, they must be buying them from the distributor, and then whatever. Who knows how it all works? I'm not gonna pretend like I know. <laughs> But great beer if you can. If you can see it at uh, Still Life or Salamoth or Alarmist, definitely pick up some cans because these don't last very long and you want to drink them fresh. Man. So we're here kicking off 2024 with more Chicago Beer Pass. And we did go to a few places this past week. That's right. Uh, let's see. We started at the Publican. Yeah. This is a, a spot... A, Classic, I would say classic at this point, Chicago Beer Hall. Yeah, I think um, it's probably been there since uh, Haymarket, the brewery, right? Or even maybe maybe before that. that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think their focus is like uh, seafood, pork, and like Belgians, right? right? Yeah. So I think I got a, I got Norval, and I got a uh, what did I get? Oh, I got a uh, a, a triple from. The guy at West Mall, the, West the home of the original triple. Okay. Yeah. So. Uh, I think I ended up doing a couple loggers, one from Dovetail, and then one from uh, down in uh, 
Missouri, the people that do the... Oh, Urban Chestnut. Urban Chestnut. Yeah. I think I did their sandwich or whatever it's called. It's something like sandwich, but it's not sandwich. Uh, and a cocktail. Porta. Uh, no. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and we uh, we ate a whole bunch of food. I think it was all like it was good. It was nice to go back there after so many years. I feel like it hasn't really changed. Uh, it's a classic for a reason, right? You ain't really got to change it. Yeah, yeah it was good. That's it. And then uh, now, which I walked over to right afterwards, uh, over there is Guinness. Right around the corner, just on the other side of the tracks there. Right, right on the other side of the tracks. Yeah. Was that the good side or the bad side? Um, well, there's. There's no parking on either side. I'll tell you that. <laughs> oh yeah, you drove and you parked. Yeah, um, lucked out. It was supposed to be like close to forty bucks. We were there for a while. It was only ten bucks. Oh, nice. I think it was like holiday pricing or something. Oh, I'll that's, take it. That's good, especially yeah. after our meal. Yeah. <laughs> but got into Guinness. No, no wait. We were there just before closing time, so enough time to have one, maybe two drinks mm-hmm. for people. It is way smaller. Than I thought. I'd pictured uh, like, like like a school cafeteria largeness. I don't know. I pictured it being very big. So it's a it's a gift shop, a bakery, a cafe, and a brewery. Okay. Right. Yeah. All that other stuff you you see as soon as you walk in. Yeah. Yeah. But the bakery is just like something that would be like at Whole Foods. Like here's our stand with coffee. And bakers. I didn't. I couldn't tell the difference between the bakery and the coffee shop. Right, or the gift shop that's all around it. Well, the gift shop didn't have seats. Yeah. But yeah, they're all like next to each other. Yeah. <laughs> and then in the middle uh, of the area is the giant bar that has the harp shape. It's a harp shape, not a heart harp yeah, shape like bar above the bar, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so grab the seat. I got a Guinness. Is that what you're supposed to do at Guinness? Like, get a Guinness? So, Guinness um, has production facilities all across the country. Mm-hmm. You know, all and you know, all across the world, I meant to say, in different countries. I think this is the only one in America, but... No, yeah. the Massachusetts one. I thought they closed it. I thought, I thought right? someone said they did, but they didn't. S- so, they didn't close it? I, I don't so, know. it's either one... It's either the only one or one of two in the U.S. Right. But the two in the U.S., unlike these other locations, the two in the U.S. don't make the stout. Right. Yeah. Like when we were talking to our buddy uh, Jimmy Callahan. Yeah. Right? Callahan? Yeah. Pretty great name for a guy who's like your local Guinness guy. Yeah. Yeah. He said, I don't know, it's just like a rule that America gets Guinness from Ireland. I think this all was born out of the idea that um, the... Blonde, that blonde and nitro was born in America. Okay. So they're like, well, let's go to America, but then let's make new things in America. And if they want the stout, you get the stout on nitro, the one we know, the original pint. Yeah. Or the foreign extra stout, which is actually 7.5%. Both of those would come from Ireland. Right. Yeah. But we can go a lot of bars and get a Guinness with nitro. Uh, yeah. Right? Especially if it's all coming from Ireland, right? I had to get us there. I'm going to say it's no better there than going to like O'Shaughnessy's and getting a Guinness. Which is which is good, right? Like this which is why you, they, yeah, you that's want, what you want. Yeah, you should yeah. be able to go to all these bars and get a great Guinness pour, yeah. right? Yeah. So, 
but I felt like I was at Guinness for the first time. I had to get Guinness. I tell you, I went one time, and that's what I did. I got the, um, I got a bottle, and they gave me a fancy cup, and off we go. I got the Guinness that wasn't made at this brewery. Okay. Yeah. I think Maeve got a beer that they had. They brewed there. But I did so try. Uh, it was like a spicy, fruity, spicy fruit punch beer. Or right. Some shit. I got that. I got tried that. A small pour of that. But if anyone threw out, let's go to Guinness. You don't instantly think, yeah, let's go to Guinness and see what new beers they're brewing. I think that's going to like constantly be their problem in Chicago is like getting people to like be like, let's go to Guinness and try what's new. Because here, let's go to Guinness. You're like, I don't feel like a Guinness. I think Guinness only works. I doubt if there's going to be any guest drafts. I think Guinness only works if it's like a tourist attraction. Sure. Like, you know, you get a Guinness-shaped bus and you drive people from, like, Millennium Park and shit like that. Yeah. Right? Or you make deals with hotels, like, hey, we'll come grab you and let's go to Guinness kind of thing. Yeah. Because everyone wants to go at least once. And, and it's, it's in a good location where people going once could be all you need. Right. You know? Now they've been. It's cool. It seems like the food options are pretty nice. Um, I ended up, We ended up getting some ice cream just to try it. Um, tasty. They had some other... Food things that sounded good, so it, they do have a full kitchen. So mm-hmm. I don't know; it's an option, but you have a lot of great places in the West Loop. And if you want beer, you got Haymarket, you got Cruz Blanca. Yeah, those are the two breweries. Um, well, yeah, I think those are only two breweries in Cruz and Little Market now, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, but I definitely recommend checking out once. For no, sure. It's, cool. it's a cool spot. And then you know, maybe you get hooked on it. I'm excited to see what they do over the years like uh, with other beers that they do. Uh, but those are, yeah, my stops, Publican, Alarmist, Guinness. And then uh, I was going to head out to the West Burbs with Nick, and I just couldn't, couldn't do it. Yeah, I ended up going to uh, Phase Three's Boozy Brunch. So... They have a membership club where they offer members uh, first crack at these uh, barrel-age releases. Okay. And then um, if someone didn't pick it up, then they'll sell them in a, like an annual seller rate. Okay. Yeah, so. Oh, yeah, you went last year yeah. to this and yeah. talked about this. Yeah, last year was up in uh, Lake Zurich. This year it was in uh, Elmhurst, way closer, like, thir- right. like 13 miles closer. Did you <clears throat> pre-buy things or were you there just to pick up the scraps? Um, no, they the seller raid was actually outside. So some people got there at 10 in the morning, if you can believe that. 6.40 in the morning, I think, was the first guy for a place that opens at 11. So that was kind of weird. Um, what was there? I think there's Unoya is their barely series, and okay. they just nu- they number them. So um, I think the one I wanted was uh, 2, 5, and 9. Okay. Uh, 2 was gone quick. That was coconut and Saigon cinnamon. Hmm. So that one was gone. So I'm getting 5, which was uh, – these are all barrel-aged. Uh, five was Ugandan vanilla beans, and nine was a wild Thai banana and peanut butter. Wild Thai? Wild Thai like banana. banana. So wild Thai apparently is a very leafy banana. It's described as the mountaintop of bananas. Mm. So if you're on a banana mountain, all those other bananas you walk over, and at the top <laughs> is the wild Thai banana. Because, you know, I thought it was some, it could have been, like, not a banana at all. And right. Just, you know, wild, why is it wild Thai? Why are you calling it out? So is it the best because it's on the top? I mean, right? That's the... Um, that's a descriptor. Um, but a couple things about this program, like they usually, uh, you know, you pay up front and then you get 
first dibs. I forget if it's included or not. I, Go ahead. I doubt it, or maybe. But oh, but anyway, these are seven hundred fifty milliliter bottles. I think they're changing the format to five hundred milliliters. Okay. A because these are really big beers, you know, fifteen percent, really thick, low drinkability, and then uh, but B you can have you can open more memberships up if everyone's getting smaller. That's true. Variants. Okay. So, yeah, and then there was a brunch component. Oh, cool. Okay. So, um, I think that makes sense. Bringing to smaller one to sell more, and like we've talked about the entire year of last year, just like give us more options but smaller sizes right yeah um so another another component of the brunch is that you know they have all these genoya variants but they pour one that it's called the what could be series so they'll have like you know five or six variants that you know we're just trying to try it out right trials <laughs> yeah um I didn't really get that. It was a mint. The one I saw was mint chocolate. I'm like, I don't really like mint chocolate and beer. I had the Frango one. I'm like, you know, I'm kind of out on that. Okay. Uh, so I just drank uh, Unoya 6 at the bar, which I think was um, uh, maple syrup and uh, chocolate, I believe it was. Okay. Yeah. These so, are some big beers to go at 11 a.m. Well, 11 in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, Do you have a stack of pancakes yeah, to go with it? Uh, some sort of biscuit. Okay. Uninspired on the biscuit. Like, uh, it was supposed to be like an apple fritter biscuit mm, so like a fried chicken on a biscuit with cheese with the uh uh apple yeah. compote the cheese wasn't melted and the kitchen was really backed up because i think they were uh the the kitchen was catering because you know phase three elmhurst has a kitchen and the one in lake zurich does not but the uh elmhurst one was catering to the other one they did this at both locations at the same time so they were just making food and shipping it out i think they catered it right so it's probably showed oh, up already pre-made yeah so, so they were just like Exhausted by the time people are there, and I think they may be short staffed, right? Because I don't think they just hired new people for this. So I think you know, people were kind of like, Where's our food? kind of thing. So the biscuit came out a little uninspired, so that was a dud. Um, hmm. yeah, but you know, I like those beers. The beers are so big, I didn't even bother opening it. I was like, I'll get, I'll get to this another time, okay? Because it's you know, because it's a huge format. I'm like, dude. It's like noon. I'm not going to drink this big ass beer. So. The day after New Year's and just exactly. like, you don't need to end your uh, like holiday break on just being passed out by yeah. 2, 1 p.m. Yeah, in fact, I think I, I did. I'm knocked out. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, it's near Lunar. It's it's near Standard Meadery. It's near Elmer's. More. Brewery. It's near Moore. Um, I didn't do any of that. I just went to Elmer's and got out. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, I think when we were talking about it, a few of them were closed that day. Uh, Elmhurst was closed. New Year's Day, so. Yeah. Uh, but that is a stop. That is a little romp. You could do them all. Yeah. Nice. Nice houses in Elmhurst. I tried to. Uh, I think next time I go, I'm just gonna look up the prices. Okay. Very nice houses. <laughs> Thinking of moving out there. I think you know. I just want to go for a tour. <laughs> what do I get for? Uh, what do I get for five hundred? At the old Elmer's. Like, all right, I'll just stick to coming out here for this beer. You know, <laughs> put me at the end of a, you know, end of a cul-de-sac, maybe, uh, you know, overlooking like a, a retention a, pond, a lake of a pond. I might be in. <laughs> I might be in. Yeah. All right. Uh, any other stops? Um, uh, we went to other half. Oh, nice. Remova Theater. Okay. Is the Remova Half Project. This is not a Chicago brewery, but yeah, they're from um, they're from Brooklyn, New York. Okay, so they've been around for about ten years. Are they brewing? 
Yeah. They have a massive brew system. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, it's pending. Um, it's pending inspection, so it hasn't passed inspection. So all the beers on draft, you know, all fourteen or so are coming from New York at this point. Yeah, um, pretty much all IPAs. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, they, if you look up, there's not a lot written about other half, but this is like their fifth location, I think. Well, it's a horrible name to look up stuff. Other half. Oh, because it'd be other half. Like stuff. Other, yeah, other side, other, there's, yeah. they're like, there's half day brewing, there's probably other side brewing. Um, yeah. So, what is it? Oh, it's part of a rehabbed uh, theater project. Okay. And this brewery is just a component of that. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. So, it's actually um, the Remova Theater in Bridgeport, it's 35th and Halstead, um, is the sister project to the Music Box. So the same dude built both theaters the same year. Oh, yeah. Okay. So it's basically the exact same theater as far as footprint and the oh, same designer. Funny, okay. A lot of people don't know, but there's, there's a lot of that in the city. Um, the old Comiskey Park, um, yeah. and Wrigley, same dude. Oh, like, sure. like three years apart. <laughs> right. So I think that was a thing in like the early 1920s. Once yeah. you did one, they're like, we like it. We like it. Come over here and do one. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's cool. I have seen a lot of people talking about the prices at. Other mm-hmm. half brewing, and that they are, you know, they're New York prices. Uh, predatory, and if you, um, I've seen photos of uh, people chiming in from other cities, and they're like, "No, the beers are like eight nine bucks here." Oh, you know, like DC or Philly or you know. Okay, I think, so yeah. the prices we've seen are uh, a four ounce pour is four dollars. Yeah. A twelve ounce pour is ten dollars, and then a sixteen ounce pour is. $16. Sixteen dollars. Yeah. So, right there, if you're just looking at that, most of the time it's a dollar an ounce, except for this twelve ounce, you get it for ten dollars. So, typically, when you buy more of a product, it becomes cheaper. Right. Except for this place. Right. So the sixteen ounce should really be fourteen dollars. That's still a lot, ain't it? That's still kind of a lot. How shouldn't it be? If I go to Hot Butcher, how much are the beers? Eight, probably. The beer should be eight bucks here. Yeah. Right. Like, what are we doing? You know, you go to Half Acre and get a double IPA, how much is it? Right. So, well, what the fuck is this? You know, it's, it's very weird. Because um, also the idea of tipping on these, you want them to often be under $10, right? So people feel a little more inclined to it's the give only, a dollar. It's the only brewery where you might have to pregame. <laughs> <laughs> you might have to show up drunk and then have, like, one beer. Um I think part of it is, like we were talking about uh, Revolution before the show. Like Revolution, though, if you go to a soccer game, they might charge fifteen bucks for their beer, right? You go to baseball games; these are these are stadium price; these are event prices. Yeah. And I think since it's attached to a venue, they're charging event prices, which makes sense to me. Um, but if there's no event, I think the prices should not be event prices. That's true. Yeah. So, but I think they well they just opened. I think they got a you know did an impromptu tour this joint. I think we talked to one of the guys there. And I think um, I think they're still working stuff out. Okay. So like, if you look in the ceilings, like a lot of some of the light fixtures are missing, or there might be some concrete that needs to be filled in over here, right? I think they're just going really fast, and they're like, "Yeah, we're open to feedback and we're listening, you know, because we want this to work." And I think that's one of the things they're probably going to have to pivot on, because it's it's actually a talking point that's kind of overshadowing, like how cool this fucking venue is. Sure. Yeah, that's the <laughs> only know? other thing. That's really the only thing I've heard about it from multiple people just yeah. picking up. The price thing that 
they may not have gone. Just everyone's like, oh, someone made a video about that. I better make a video about that. Yeah. Um, so it's attached to a grill, the Ramova grill. Okay. So the guy who used to work at the Four Seasons, uh, Chef Hickey, who opened the Duck Inn in Bridgeport, uh, he's behind the grill. So the grill had closed in like 2013. And then this venue closed in like 1985. Oh. So it's like a 1,400-person venue. Um, they had to work with like the National Register of Historic Places so that it looks as much as it can like the original. Oh, cool. Yeah, so it's two levels, and uh, there's no, no seating. It's like a two-level standing room venue. Uh, that used to be a movie theater, and now it's going to be for, like, concerts and other shit. Oh, okay. Yeah, like, state of the sound system. I, they did a really cool job. Uh, the, the space looks great. Um, nice. But, yeah, I think uh, in the bar, bars on the first level, I would say maybe, I don't know, 50 or so people. And then there's uh, another bar upstairs. Okay. It probably holds a little bit more. Would you go there without, like, an event happening? Um, not if they don't fix those prices. Okay. No, because this is a half mile from Sox Park. It's oh. it's you can it's you can walk down Thirty Fifth and you know you're a half mile half mile later you're at the ballpark. Oh. So okay. it'd be a nice kind of pregame. I think their conversation was, you know, there's concerts after some Sox games. They're like, hey, that same guy he'll come to a concert at this place, right? They're oh. they're targeting. And Mars isn't that far. Mars is also half a half a mile away. Oh. On Thirty Ninth, they got Thirty Ninth and like Iron, I think. Yeah, um, it's a cool spot. Uh, I think their thing is IPAs, stouts, and sours. Sure. Uh, but all they have was IPAs. They had twelve IPAs. That's too many IPAs. That's a lot of IPAs. <laughs> twelve IPAs in the lager. <laughs> to start with, as you introduce everyone in the city to a new brewery, yeah. Here's twelve of them. Pick your best six, right? Yeah. Um, the the guy I talked to, he was from uh. He grew up in the area, so he was in uh, from Forest Park, which is like a West Burb. Mm-hmm. Um, him and his wife lived in New York, and they wanted to work on a project. So they, they met Chef Hickey, and Chef Hickey's like, man, I've been going to this theater my whole life, and they closed. What if we brought it back to life? So he got like 50 investors involved, got the city and the state involved because it was really expensive. I'm like, what's, what's harder, you know, the capital or actually redoing the space? He's like, man, I really had to go get like different – Groups of people together to get enough cash to do this. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So. Um, so you want to see something like this work because yeah. Because there's they a lot. Make the space nice. What is it like? Uh, well, there's the Regal Theater that uh, that's still standing. Um, that's like 71st Street. Oh, but then there's this um, the what is the one across street from Pilot Project on Congress. The Congress Theater. There's a lot of these old time uh, music theaters. But Congress or, Theater, from what you hear, is just a mess inside. What about um? What about the one next to Green Mill? It's supposed to be bigger than Radio City Music Hall. Oh, Aragon? No, Aragon's open. This one's not open. Uptown, the Uptown Theater. Oh, okay. There's a lot of these old-time theaters. And the only one I think that really got pulled off in recent memory might have been this one. They're in the vein of the Aragon or the the Riviera. Right. right? It's it's in that same vein with the super cool marquee. I think this one's uh, Spanish revival style. Cool. So, you know... um, it's cool that they pulled it off, and it looks great in there. Um, nice. I think they sh- they need to fix that pricing, and then I think they'll be okay. But but then you got you got Mars right down the street selling or charging heavy heavy prices for beers too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they've come down a little bit, but they were you know ten bucks for a twelve ounce there, like yeah. four years ago, five years ago. 
Yeah. And then um and the thing about thing about Sox Park, most people who go, if you drive, I mean, it's it's different from Wrigley, you know. There's no parking at Wrigley, you know. Right. There's a sea of parking lots at Sox Park and there's a you know, so most people you just tailgate and drink, you know, there. So I've never actually really like gone to like something before. A pre or a post. Yeah. So but I mean I'm a small small audience, but Well also you gotta get your car out of there, right? Like yeah. I'm sure there's like a limit of how long your car can be in and not every, after and, the stadium. And not everybody's driving. So for people who aren't driving, this this is this is a cool option. And it's in a part of town where we talk about this all the time. If you go thirty start from Roosevelt to like, I don't know, ninety fifth, mm-hmm. it's not a lot of breweries. Right. And um Moody was Moody Tongue and Lagunitas, but those um are actually really far from Bridgeport, you know. So there's room, like like you said, the only breweries are, the closest breweries to this place are uh, Weiner and, and maybe, Mars, um, right? Yeah. Oh, and Alulu. Alulu. And Alulu. What the? Uh, it's not Motor City, but they're 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 a little bit of a way still. Uh, not. Oh, Dunier. Dunier. We always forget about Dunier. Yeah. Yeah, Dunier's on Twenty Third. Oh, you know one twi- takeaway. I was like, you know, how'd you end up with the other half? And he's like, um. Well, we actually asked other half to be a part of it since we were in New York at the time. And other half's first response was, we'd love to do it, but you should go do it with a Chicago brewery. Oh. So then they asked six Chicago breweries. Now, he's from uh, Forest Park. Park. So Chicago could be suburbs, too. Sure, yeah. Right? yeah. He could, so I'm like, yeah, I think I, Goose would jump at this. They love music. He's like, we wanted an independent brewery. So I'm like, Goose is out. So my guess of the six, I'm like, they probably asked two brothers. Right? They probably asked right. Metro. Black Lung? Not, not Metro. <laughs> they probably asked um, Maplewood, Rev, and yeah. Half Acre. Right. They probably asked them. Right. But they wanted they wanted independent breweries. So. Solomos? Like they and then maybe they asked Solomos. Could have been a good fit. So if we see folks from these breweries, I'm curious to know, like, what the, why would they be out on a project like that? You know? Because if you're looking to get into an, another space, right? Because these motherfuckers. Oh, and then, um. Todd the Axe Man is apparently the head brewer there. Oh shit! He left Pilot Project and he's going to going to this place. Oh really? Yeah. So these dudes got a I think it's like um, it's a fifteen barrel system and twenty barrel fermenters. They could do six thousand kegs of beer in this joint. It's a ridiculous space. I'm like, why are there ten fermenters of beer? It's yeah. bigger than uh Clyborne was. But then uh, why did you need a established brewery at that point? Right? Like, why? What do you mean? If you're going to brew there, sell beer there, what, you just, you didn't need the name of other half because that does nothing in Chicago. It could have been music beer or Steve's beer. Oh, you're saying just launch a whole new brand. Right. Oh, well, they really like other half as a brewery. Sure. Other half's their favorite brew from where they were living at the time. Yeah. I think that's why. I think, but the other half, the other half guys, it's the what do they call it? I listen to a lot of podcasts. It's the the uh, the beer of Wall Street. The it's the finance bros are the reason why other half got so popular. Okay. Right. So I think they other half has a lot of investors. I think the other half piece has a lot to do with why they got all this investment money. That, oh, that's oh, that's what oh, I think. Okay. That's what I think. That yeah. makes that would make way more sense. And it could be, I think, it, it could be a, a nice uh, ingratiating thing to say, you know, hey. You know, we checked. We checked with a few local breweries, and then nothing worked out. 
Nothing worked out. We, we sent we, emails and no one responded. Like it could be. I mean, yeah. so I'm and I'm not saying that guy's a liar, but I'm saying that could just be a nice thing to say, right? Yeah. You know, but, I tweeted at him and they just didn't like get back to me. Yeah. It would have made more sense, but I mean, but then you know everybody's focused on their own thing. You know, Half Acres doing this summertime fucking thing, right? Right, day glow. No. Uh, sun. Suncatcher. Suncatcher. Sun right. You know, uh, Rev's got well. Rev's got two locations, and Rev's trying to revamp the original place to upgrade the like you know food experience and shit. Yeah, and they just bought this. They just bought this building. I didn't know. I didn't know they were upgrading that food at uh, Milwaukee location, but they fucked it up. They like literally just let it like basically become. It almost felt like a place that was like, you know what, we need to figure out how to do this cheaper. Let's cut some things and not do this other thing. Let's make these portions smaller. Like, they fucked up their own food there. I think you're looking at a time, well, we talked about it last year, um, you're looking at a, a moment in craft beer where things are leveling out. Like, investing into a new brewery is is a very daunting idea. And then, how the fuck, this is, and this guy was smart, because he, he answered some questions, and I felt good leaving. But then I woke up today and I'm like, I don't know if I know how to fuck all this works. What are the economics here? Because you're not signing with like Ticketmaster or Live Nation and getting big acts there. You know? Right. Like their first show was like, I don't know, like a local, I don't know, drag show, LGBTQ, like super small community stuff. Okay. So. You're getting the, the choir. Be, you know what I'm saying? The, the, you're getting the gospel, the, the kids, you know, the kids, <laughs> the school district 101 you choir. Know, you, got, you, you got $16 <laughs> beers and you got the high school choir performing. Like, how, how are you, the people, how, what are the economics here? Like, how are people, when are people getting their money back from this thing? <laughs> right? You, you don't. See, so I'm like, so the economics of it is probably, it's, and the top on top of that, you got to invest in all this steel for all these tanks. And that's probably a daunting task for somebody who's already looking at their own space. Like, yo, I got enough fucking problems. I'm barely, dude, we talked last week about, I, mean, I don't know if it was off record, but uh, Cruz Blanca in West Loop. They're like, we're not selling beer in the winter. We're going to sell beer at every fucking... Oh, age. no, we didn't yeah. talk about that. Um, Miller Coors bought a place called Revi- Revolver down in like Houston or Austin. Okay. Um, so oh, that's right. The head brewer and one of the owners at Cruz Blanca are from Austin. And they're selling beer in Austin. And they uh, HEB's the uh, grocery store chain. They've got 400 of them. Okay. They're signed up. They're going to sell Mexico Calling, the lager, and Palm Shared IPA. Okay. They're like, dude, it's really hard to sell fucking beer in the winter in West Loop. Sure. So I don't see a whole lot of people jumping at this thing. It's like, not going to be like, we just don't care about what happens in the winter to Cruz Blanca. Right. I think, you know, it's, winter, it's summer in Texas, no eight months hanging, a year. No one's hanging out outside at our place, and that's what people, people want tacos outside. Exactly. So if they're having, if they see their model as problematic, right? Imagine if you are the owner of uh, Maplewood, and somebody's like, hey, come invest in, you know, a uh, fucking 20 barrel system in Bridgeport. And you're like, well, damn, when am I getting my money back? That's probably that's probably how the talk went. Yeah, they're like, why, why would, yeah, who's going to, we got our audience here. We don't have an audience there. We don't need to get an audience there because if they want our beer, they can get our beer, right? Yeah. That's, that could be some of the problem with uh, being a Chicago brewery and opening up another spot. Like Old Irving opened up a new spot because they needed to package more stuff. Well, they were right? contract brewery. Right. Yeah. No one like uh, half acres. Like everyone in Chicago can get our beer, right? They even closed the spot because they were sort of like, 
we don't need another yeah. spot. Like, we no. can get our beer. Yeah. So, I think it's a, it's a strange time. It's a strange time for brewery opening. So, yeah, I could see them. I could see that part being legit. Like, they're saying, hey, we wanted it to be a local project, and it didn't work out that way. So, we, we you know, we got some guys that already have, like, fucking five, six locations already in other cities. And they probably have deeper. When you walk in this joint, the first thing you notice is, all right, you got 10 fermenters. And, and a big ass brew house, like, I don't, and a fucking million dollar renovation, five million dollar renovation. I don't think money's in, in money's that much of an issue over here. It don't seem like it. Right. You know? Okay. So. That does seem like a project. Uh, uh, maybe something like Dry Hop could have got behind another Dry Hop location. Yeah. Seems like that would have been a better move than Crushed by Giants location. Yeah. And then the other half beer is good. You know, I think that was another part. I was like, well, the beer is good. Yeah. So, um, we'll see. Um, but side note, um, totally unrelated. Uh, Ballast Point, West Loop. Right. Kind of similar situation. We're moving the uh, theater part. You know, uh, a brand that was in other cities came to Chicago. Uh, like 60 beers on draft. Mm-hmm. Uh, no gas drafts. Uh, three years after they opened, they closed. This is a very volatile thing. There's no blueprint for the shit that they're pulling off. Right, and that's what Guinness could have that same problem that Ballast Point had, right? Yeah, so this is is interesting, if if nothing else. I'm very interested to see how how this works out. I guess, you know, (laughs) Ballast Point didn't have the money in the end of it to keep going. Oh, yeah. Where somebody like Guinness has got the money to keep going, even if it's not fully working out. And it sounds like this other half, they got the money to keep going Yeah. for a little while. Yeah. But this is a cool spot. If they fix, that, if they fix the pricing, I would go back. Okay. Yeah. What would you pick? If you're going out there, would you pick, what do you pick? Are you picking another half? Are you picking Mars? You gonna go to oh, Junior? I haven't been to Mars in a while. I Weiner? Think the, when you keep going to Weiner? I think the route would be you start at Weiner and then work your way back to Mars, other half. Um, Turner House is out there. You can go east and then come to Junior. And you can go to Lagunitas, too, if you're out that way. Okay. And you can go to Lulu, too. There's a nice, there's a nice, that's a nice route, actually. But I would start my route at the f- most southern point, which would be Weiner. Okay. Yeah. So I'd probably go Weiner, then make my way back north. Mars. Weiner, Mars, other half. Dunier. Dunier. And then a Lulu. Then a Lulu and Lagunitas. That, that's your route. Okay. Yeah. If you, you were, if you were crazy. Yeah, if you're, you know, yeah. If you have a DD. <laughs> or you're biking. That's a young man's route. <laughs> 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 That's a young man's route. Somebody might just probably doing three. Um, if I'm doing just three though, I'm doing um, Weiner. I'm doing Weiner, and then I'm doing. Um, actually, I might do other half, and I might do other half and Dunier. Okay, that would be my route. Yeah, you don't, you don't really need to go to Lagunitas. Mars is cool. I, I would go to Dunier over Mars. Then a Lulu. A Lulu's fine. Um, yeah, I'd probably go to Dunier though. As someone who's been to them all, I would, yeah. I would that would be my route. Right. Weiner, other half, Dunier. Okay. Extended route, Weiner, other half, Dunier, Alulu, Mars. That's your extended route. 
Okay. If you're a stud, add Lagunitas. Add Lagunitas. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> if you're full, if you're punk rock, you gotta do them all. Hey man, if you hear the rock, you, 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 know, <laughs> you do them all. Damn. Yeah. Uh, awesome. Any uh, other stops? That was it, man. That was a slow week, man. Nice. Anything else happening uh, in the city, kicking things off? Um, let's 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 uh let's consult the uh the old the old photos and see what's going on here. Um, no nah, man, it was a pretty slow start to the year, man. Um, I, I, that's really all I did. Okay. Do you, as a prediction of right now at the beginning of twenty twenty four, do you think there will be more Illinois brewers breweries or less Illinois breweries by the end of this year now? Man, I think we're starting to we we might see the leveling off of breweries. I think you brought up a good point about like, well, you know, it's really a matter of burn rate. You know, uh, Bader Brown didn't have a burn rate, right? They were out. Uh, Argus was around for twelve years, and people really only started loving their beer in like last two years. But they had a twelve-year burn rate. Right. You know? It just depends on. We talked about these t- breweries now that that just opened up. It really depends on like how much money can you put into this thing before you just say, "Hey, we're out of reserves. We got to shut it down." Right. Man, I don't know. The only one that's scheduled to open is the Industry Hills down in uh down in the Loop. Um, that we know of right now. That's only. Oh, and Suncatcher. Oh, and Suncatcher, which is the the half acre project that's going to be seasonal. I, I'm kind of excited about that actually. Right. Um, but yeah, I don't know, man. It seems like it's harder and harder to sell beer from just about anybody you talk to. You know, like things are things are tight. So you're going less. I, I'm going less. Yeah. I think I might go the same. Yeah. I think we will have just as many clothes that open in the state this year. Like I think it might be the you, but you, you're probably right. But I'm gonna take the positive same. <laughs> I mean, you I'm know. not that positive that it'll be more. Right, not like rooting for people to close. You want to see everybody win, but we we name scenarios where we don't even, um, you know, just it's harder to get to places. People just rather chill at home. You know, mm-hmm. people just rather. I don't know if people are, are people drinking at breweries or are they going to pick up beer. Well, this uh, what the story recently this week was uh, what beer volume was at a decade or. A century low. It's back to like 1999. Yeah. But it's unclear if that's also people are, have other options to drink. Uh, you have uh, all these seltzers. You have you're competing with like uh, Mountain Dew and Sunny D and these weird like other. Everybody has. Sunny D. Everyone has something else. So there's other options to drink beer. I've seen people talk about wine. That no one really wants to open a bottle of wine anymore because. That's a huge commitment. We've talked about that. You talked about that in the beginning with the uh, phase three thing. Yeah. Uh, so, and then people are not going to the bars to drink, right? You're going to pick up your beer at the grocery store or the brewery. So the bar is basically dying. Unless you got, unless you're entertaining. Yeah. Last time I went to Hot Butcher, I just grabbed a four pack and went right. home. Well, that's yeah, but that's also a brewery, but a place like uh, Hop Leaf or, or or even like the just, Green the Green Lady. Yeah, Green Lady, Jake's Tap or yeah, whatever, yeah, like yeah. old man kind of bar. 
no one's drinking there. Like, that's definitely not happening. Yeah, the people who would go are not going. Oh, um, talking about uh, bars and stores, Westlake View Liquors okay. posted that they're having a closeout sale. Right. They're done. So they're selling their stuff at a fraction of the price. You can buy their shit um, for pennies on the dollar. They're, they're shutting things down. Yeah, I think some of those, like, smaller uh, beer stores are going to have a problem because two weeks later, no one wants that beer. Like, the Snaggle Juice next month, who's buying that from uh, Capone's? The right? season, so season finale of craft beer, man. So it sits on the shelf. So I think bars and, like, independent liquor stores are going to probably close rapidly this year. Or we'll scale back. I'm okay. I'm I'm rooting for them to not close and maybe just scale back. Yeah, yeah. Because there's, there's a lot of um, it's a crowded market. There's a lot of choice in Chicago. All the national and regional players are here. All the local boys are here. You go to the store. It's there's a ton of options. Mm-hmm. So maybe maybe bars and uh, package stores don't have as many options this year. That that. You can almost guarantee that's probably gonna happen. Right. They're not as a bar owner. I'm like, man, I can't, I can't keep buying all this shit. Right. You know. But if you look at something like we just went to Publican, I drank a cocktail, and they had one local beer and then one like regional yeah. beer, and I think about that when I'm looking at these menus, like, hmm, do I want to drink the brewery that's here, or do I want to try that brewery from Texas? And I often pick the brewery here over trying a new brewery. But and then you went, you're gonna go back to classics. I'm like, bring out I'm like, I haven't had these beers since last time I was here. Right. Fucking eight years ago. But if you saw a Wyoming brewery, are you gonna you're not likely to try that. I'm right? either going the classics or local. Local. Yeah. And that's where I think the bars have a problem where it's like, well, I can just go to Dovetail. Why am I going to the tap house. I think I think I get what you're dovetail. saying. Because uh, where was I at? Uh, uh, Bell's Christmas sale was an option. I'm like, give me that. That's yeah. my classic, right? That right. for me, that's right next to like Orvala and whatever the fuck else. Give me the Bell's Christmas sale. But yeah, I wouldn't go to a bar and just get the local thing. I'm more likely to go get the local thing whenever I'm at that brewery. Right. Yeah. yeah. So I think you're right. It's gonna be strange, but uh, okay. So you're going under. I'm going the same. I don't, I don't know what that is, if it's 5 and 5 or 10 and 10, but... I'm about to find out. Yeah. All right. That's going to do it for our punk rock first episode, best beer of the year. It's uh, a good-ass beer, man. Kicking off 2024. Uh, hopefully you're enjoying all these episodes. If you have any beers we should be drinking or breweries we should be trying, let us know. Yeah. We went to a lot last year, I think. I think we got after it. I look at the photos, and I'm like, yeah. Boys were all over the place, man. So it was fun. I guess we'll we'll try to do the same, but it's it's exhausting out there. <laughs> That'll do it. Take care. Cheers. <laughs>